The Me Bet is about breaking free from the status quo and living on your own terms. It's about focusing on the endless possibilities for your life and career. Amoebet has both financial and mental impact. The financial impact is the additional income sources or side hustles you can add to your bottom line. The mental component is the mindset you need to ensure your freedom and happiness now instead of waiting until retirement. This season, I've talked to 16 incredible people who displayed courage and fearlessness by taking non-traditional paths. Because whenever you bet on yourself, it's always a win. Today is the last episode for season one of the Me Bet podcast. I've had fascinating conversations with people who decided to bet on themselves, regardless of their work status. Some are in corporate, while others have chosen to go all in on entrepreneurship. In this final episode, we'll feature those amazing moments. We've talked about the importance of betting on yourself, working through your fears and uncertainty, and how to deal with failures. We've also uncovered what success feels like, what each guest's younger self would be proud of them for, and how to handle burnout. There were multiple insightful moments. Our conversations highlighted the transition from complacent worker to freedom-filled entrepreneur or side hustler. Please enjoy this final episode of season one of the MeBet podcast. One of the first questions I asked my guests is, why bet on yourself, especially if they're leaving a comfortable job? Here's what Dan, Anthony, Ayush, and Jeremy had to say. The ultimate reason why I essentially went to bet on myself was that I realized like, I, I couldn't really fit in those circumstances. So I started looking for ways to, I suppose, make money, make a career out of non-traditional work environments, non-traditional work hours. I went through the situation of ending up in hospital and that actually created the space for me to really evaluate and think about what life and success looked like for me, right? Does my current life reflect that? Am I enjoying my time, you know, in my, in my, whether it's at work or at home, whatever it may be. I decided to bet on myself because I want to live an inspired life filled with passion and confidence. And I'm not okay with settling for mediocrity. So I quit when I had 11 years of experience. I graduated from college. I worked at two companies. The last company I was working for nine years and I'd gotten into the mid-management, like I was staff engineer. But I, I, over time, like over like my seventh year, eighth year, ninth year, I started realizing that this doesn't feel right. This way of working that we have, that this setup, this, this entire structure, corporate structure that you've created is probably not right for uh, the kind of life that I want to live. This is only the result of the last 200 years of the industrial revolution. Uh, we have become so systematized and, and we have like eight hour days and 10 hour days, right? I realized that, you know, the system is created in a way or like it has evolved into uh, something where uh, you have to play the game uh, more than you have to do your job. 
and and the better you are at playing that game the higher you can go in that corporate ladder i don't mind pay- playing games but playing that game was detrimental to my own life my physical life my mental health my physical health my time with my family was a big concern as well and, and it was just like the job was taking over and i realized that i didn't have to have this like with power of the internet i realized that i can build a one person business that supports the life i want to live so my then go- eventual goal and current goal right now is to build a life i want to live and then build a business around it rather than you know get a job and then build a life around it i think that was the big mindset shift that happened during the last 3 or 4 years of my employment i'm a big fan of sports and i'm a, i'm a big fan of nature and in sports it's always about pushing yourself always about getting to the next level and in nature i look at the tree and a tree just grows as tall as it can and i what i found is that i had boxed myself in based on a degree or based on a job title and i just it just got to the point where i said you know i need to push myself as far as i can push myself and this this job title this vocation was it felt like it was limiting me i had settled and if anyone who works a salary job sometimes you get into a settle in mindset and i said you know enough is enough it's time for me to go and be a little bit more entrepreneurial and push myself use all my creative juices and build something and just be as great as i can whenever you decide to bet on yourself you must be prepared for failure and rejection here's what rob devanchi and ingo had to say about failure and getting started not taking the chance is is in a lot of ways worse than you know taking it and failing but yeah i think what we don't understand something or we feel challenged or intimidated or it goes against our beliefs we dismiss it and like that's just like our way of protecting ourselves like i don't get it it probably doesn't work when people do not understand something which was me for years we're just like find ways to kind of push it away because our brains do not like that uncertainty they don't we don't like feeling dumb we don't like feeling wrong so i think like accepting that that is just like a, a a cognitive bias that we all have i just have to acknowledge that like i can do the safer thing that gets me nowhere or i can do the scarier thing that's going to suck and feel bad but it's going to get me a little closer to where i need to go you almost have to be kind of delusional in some ways i understand statistics and risk like these things are statistically going to fail anything you start is probably going to fail So how do you get your brain to be like I'm going to go into relationships or like this to everything is like this on some level so you have to have a little delusion and you also have to know um I think Tim Ferriss always said this stuck with me it's like how can I if I fail how can I still win so it would be like oh I learned this skill but I fell on my face oh I got a story for my life oh I was in this relationship I learned this about this so it will still sting but like you know, realize that well, I think a lot of people are like oh you you went to Vegas how'd that work out you you lost everything and they actually are not thinking that we we project that they're thinking that but you you're going to learn more in losing than in winning is the other thing like in life and games and everything it's like it's kind of a sucks that it's like that but you know when my kid strikes out and or like has to walk off the field it's probably a more valuable experience than you know everything went well they won the championship i'm like that's that's not how life goes a lot of times and 
building that resiliency is one of the strongest skills anybody can have. One of the good things about betting on yourself is you'll get used to a lot of rejection and failure. And after some time, it'll just, you know, it'll just wash over you. You won't even notice it. I think that's a very important lesson to learn. I think you know, a lot of people feel that changing their mind or acknowledging that something is not working is is a failure. I don't look at it that way. I think that's a, it's, I think it's a very important part of growth. I read somewhere about this guy who said that I found it so much easier when I look at my life as an experiment. As opposed to thinking of it as a success or a failure, I think of it as an experiment in terms of this this didn't, what can I learn from it? Sometimes I forget that. And then the imposter syndrome comes in. But I do try to get back to it and remember it and say that, you know, this didn't work, but this is what I can learn to be better next time. In order to take these opportunities in order to bet on yourself if you're too hard if there's too much stuff that you think about there's so many unknowns you will never get started and that being said having a healthy amount of ignorance actually helps and trusting that you will learn along the way jeremy and mateo also discuss how they handle fear and uncertainty you have to put yourself out and to be vulnerable and that's your fear. And dancing with your fear means accepting the fear. Like it's, you know, that's how you feel. Like you're not be afraid to show your face, you know, on camera or to speak or to write. But but you need that. That's what drives you. That's that's where your greatness lies, is at the intersection of you just being aware of your fear, not not trying to this act as though it pretend it doesn't exist. But moving along with it. When I was in my hardest part dealing with bipolar and depression, anxiety, I was scared of everything, to be honest. That's probably what sent me away from English teaching. Like, it scared me. Like, it made me feel bad. But I had to do it. I had to do it. And I actually was under a very bad medical treatment at the time. Like, I was already taking those medications for a couple of years, but they weren't good. And I didn't know it, to be honest. So... It was hard for me to get up in the morning. I felt very uh, sleepy. And and with honesty, I would almost cry because I needed to go to work, but I didn't. I, I couldn't go to work or get up to go to work. So I was very scared of a lot of things. But like I told you, like necessity pushed me to leave those fears out. And at this point, I feel fearless, to be honest. I'm I'm actually able to decide what I want to do and what I don't want to do. Whereas at that time, I was limited by fear only. So that's something I haven't really thought about it, but that's something major in my opinion. One of the questions I like to ask my guests is, what does success feel like to you? Not what does it look like with all of the tangible things, but what does it feel like? Here's what Anthony, Mish, and Jenny said. Success to me feels like a going to sound a bit silly but it feels like a delicious meal surrounded by the people i love most in the world laughing smiling sharing and being connected uh, and it's a never-ending celebration of life love and happiness that to me is what success is all about success for me would be expanding my capacity to love myself because i can be really unkind to myself i believe that when you 
have love and gratitude for yourself, your capacity to love others grows as well. So success is loving myself and others, showing kindness and being intentional in everything I do. And it's, you know, constant daily reminders for that. I think success feels like freedom, which sounds so cliche sometimes, but I've built this lifestyle and I've also built this personal life that is very important to me. I, I think being able to wake up like, okay, this morning I woke up, I went on a run, I had my breakfast. I'm not on anyone else's schedule. I'm on my own schedule. A few weeks ago was my mom's birthday. I lost my mom three years ago. And every year I celebrate her birthday. I celebrate her death anniversary and celebrate Mother's Day. In my calendar, those days are my days. And if I was working in the corporate office, yeah, maybe the first year they'd say, okay, like she's grieving, you can give her the day off. But continuously every year, no, that would never happen. So to me, freedom is saying February 6th, every single year, and sometimes February 7th and 8th too. If you know, I'm going to lay in bed, I'm not going to feel guilty. My business will be okay because me showing up in my grief like that, it, it's not productive. The other day, I was I just woke up. It was Monday. Monday is the day where you should get started going. I didn't feel like working. I was having an off day. So I didn't work. That is freedom. That is success to me. Knowing that my business isn't going to burst into flame. It's not going to fall apart. I don't have anyone to answer to. Of course, I have clients, but I don't work with them every single day. I have built my business where I really talk to my clients. They send me my payment. I send them, you know, their analytics and it's great. I don't have to answer to anyone. To me, that is success. I may not have millions of dollars in my bank account, but I have millions of experiences and I get to wake up every single day and decide what I want to do with my day. As an entrepreneur, it's easy to fall into the work grind and get burned out because all of your waking hours are spent on your business or personal project. Mark and Jenny share how they deal with it. Well, about a year and a half ago, I actually took a break from acting and really actually thought I was done mm. sort of thing because it just kind of hit ahead and and um, was just just not happy with the that whole world and stuff like that. So I stopped. I took a break and mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate that I have a wonderful agent and, and my two managers who are very supportive and said, you know, if you ever want to come back, we're here for you because we love it. We, we just want you to be happy sort of thing. And I think sometimes people need to do that. For me, it was very helpful. Just it made me realize what I enjoyed about acting and what I hated about it and how to make the things that I hated not bother me as much and and try and mold my career into a way that that I it didn't it didn't affect me quite as much. So actually before I got sober, I had a huge, huge burnout and I 
10 step away from my business for about a month. I was so incredibly burnt out. I was doing everything on my own. I hadn't hired anyone at that point. And that was one of the lowest times for my mental health. And that made me realize I can't continue doing this. I'm quite young. If I'm going to be working for a, you know, a few more years, I've got to figure something out. And so through my sobriety, part of my sobriety was like finding these things that brought me joy that have a routine in my life. So basically all of 2021 and 2022, I really focused on my mental health, things like journaling, getting outside every single day, getting in nature every single day. Working out is a big thing for me. So having these things that are for me has helped me in my daily routine. I asked Z, Ayush, and Dan what their younger selves would be proud of them for. Here's what they said. I played soccer all of my life, so I'm an athlete all my life. I think keeping a team mentality, no matter what, and keeping uh, that mentality of helping people out, collaborating with people, giving everyone an opportunity to shine, I think that would probably be the number one thing because I always focus on making sure that not only am I good, but everyone around me is good. And if somebody's not good, then I need to have a conversation and see what's going on, how I can help. And I think that team mentality has carried me through a lot of ups and downs. And it's been one of the biggest tools in my toolbox to understand how to collaborate with people, understand what makes people move and, and you know, different things like that. So I would say the team mentality has been something that stuck with me for a very, very long time. My decision to go all on myself and say that this world is not for me, this corporate employment is not for me, and I'm going to find a way, figure out a way. I had no idea at the time when I quit my job what I was going to do. And even today, like I'm still figuring stuff out. But I think that move has probably given me the most pride because I'm able to do it. Like I am finding a way, right? I strategically planned that decision and I told myself that I will be able to find a way and make this work. And now I'm in the process of it. And I speak to so many people around the world who want to do it, but they just cannot do it. They have limiting beliefs. They have challenges. Like everyone's context is different, of course. But this is what I get the most respect for or praise for, love for. Uh, right? People give send like such long appreciative messages for what I'm doing. So probably I think that that is how I I would say that yeah, this is what I'm most most proud of. But for me, it's it's again like it's, I'm just trying to live uh, the life I want to live. Like because we've got one life. <laughs> It is a limit the way you want to live. <laughs> I've lost everything twice. And both times I was able to recover relatively smoothly within, let's say, say a couple of years, which is still a long time. But coming out of those holes, which, you know, I was responsible for, I was the one to put myself in those holes in the first place, but coming out of them was an experience like none other, because it, it teaches you that basically you're unstoppable. If you really put yourself in the right kind of, you surround yourself with the right people, with the right opportunities, with the right whatever. But I don't mean that as like a, hey, look at me, I'm unstoppable, I'm so cool, but rather, okay, I'm sober to the realities of the world where it's, it's okay, I, I know that nothing is ever guaranteed. So there's no finish line. Okay, so that was an important thing I had to learn. 
During my conversations, my guests have made some interesting and insightful statements. I highlight one of the many benefits of starting a side project while you're still employed. Michelle dives into boredom being a luxury. Kathleen and I talk about naysayers and negativity. Michelle emphasizes how confidence follows action. And Jeremy has an appealing reframe on being grateful. Another great benefit is you have a sense of personal fulfillment because your side gig or your side hustle aligns with your curiosities and interests and can bring about this sense of purpose that you won't get from working at your employer. This allows you to explore your creative side and showcase your expertise and make a meaningful impact in your chosen field. I think boredom is a luxury and I think that it's so great if we can create that space for ourselves, especially in a world where we have the opportunity to hop onto social media at any moment. We have the opportunity to turn on the television. I think we really don't give ourselves the opportunity to just sit and be bored. And I think it's in those moments when we're alone with our thoughts that we actually have the opportunity to start dreaming big, to start thinking, hey, like, what would I do with this time? What are the things that I actually want to accomplish in my life? And also face some of our fears. I will tell you, there's always going to be naysayers. There are definitely people who were like, you shouldn't leave any of the jobs that I left. There are people who were saying, owning your own business is going to be hard. Are you really prepared? Do you really know what you're doing? And, and although I appreciate that, I just really chose to, in my case, ignore it, not and not let it fester or deter me because I was set on my goals and I was ready to go. And I had to really trust the people that I knew were going to give me good advice and not just the people who were maybe falling into their own fears when they were giving me feedback. As an entrepreneur, it is crucial I cannot underscore this enough <laughs> to filter out negative influences and surround yourself with supportive people who believe in your vision because naysayers and critics can undermine your confidence and discourage you from pursuing your goals. So it is key to learn to dismiss their negativity and focus on your own path. You must nurture a positive outlook and focus on possibilities rather than limitations. And that's what this show is all about, the me bet. It's all about seeing possibilities. A big lesson I learned over the last couple of years is that confidence follows action. And it really is true in anything you're doing, whether or not something happens to you, whether or not you're just doing your own project, when you're in those moments and you're showing up every week and you're writing a blog every week or you're podcasting every week, even showing up to your job every week, you're giving yourself those boats of confidence. Like I am this person. People say gratitude and they talk a lot about gratitude for everything that you've received. But what's wrong with being grateful for what you've given, for what you've created, for what you've done as well?
what an amazing first season. I'd like to give a big thank you to all of my guests for trusting me to share their stories. I hope you found them helpful. I also bet on myself by starting this podcast, so I do practice what I preach. I was nervous about putting myself out there for the world to see, but in the process, I became more comfortable and realized it didn't have to be perfect. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Become a part of my inner circle so you can be notified when season two is ready and to receive exclusive content. To do that, go to themebet.com, T-H-E-M-E-B-E-T.com and put in your email address. If you enjoyed the MeBet podcast, please give us five stars in a review on Apple or Spotify. Also share this podcast with one friend who wants to go against the status quo and bet on themselves. Thank you for listening to the MeBet podcast where betting on yourself is always a win.